This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! What up, beloveds? Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. Welcome back to my little crazy corner of the world called Really Riley, where I like to rant and keep things very real, as real as possible without pissing people off. <laughs> it almost seems impossible with this day and age, but we're going to try. Um, so this is the place where I like to talk about being a mama, getting married, because that's happening in four months. Oh my God. Um, workouts, fitness, fashion, all the good things. But, um, this week we're going to focus on relationship-ish, because over the weekend I did one of those, you asked, I answered things. Well, not technically. I just said, ask me stuff, because when I have five minutes to myself, that's what I like to do is mess around on Instagram and TikTok. But one of you guys asked me, how do you and Marshall keep the spark alive after having a baby? Which, Malin, our youngest son, is three and a half months old. How that happened overnight, I don't know. And then um, our oldest, which was my son before I met Marshall, is going to be six in October. Like, what the F? Like, life just whizzed by. But as you can imagine, it's a lot. And what's funny about talking about this is most people think it's keeping the spark alive. Like most of my best friends that are married with two kids have been so for like 17 years or been with their partner for like 17 years. I was just talking to my best friend in the whole world and we were like, oh, I was more of a hooligan, but we were hooligans together back in the day. We're like, how the F is it possible that we've been doing anything for 17 years? Like nuts. But I just feel like it's strange to be talking like that about my fiance, soon to be husband, that we've only been together as of January, two years. So two and a half years. Crazy. But if you don't listen to YMS on the radio or you're new here to Really Riley, the backstory with Marshall and I and the crap that we have accomplished, gone through, endured, enjoyed, whatever in the last two and a half years is enough, I think to make or break those same couples I was talking about that have been together for 17 years. So Marshall and I met and we moved in together after a month. Nuts, I know, but A, it worked for us. We, I think we started talking about getting married within three months. I think he had the ring within three months, got engaged inside of six months. Within that six months, we got pregnant with our first pregnancy together and unfortunately, we lost that pregnancy a month later. So there and felt like it went from like whirlwind to landslide a little bit after that of trying times because right after we had the miscarriage, we found out that Marshall had to have a vascular necrosis surgery. So if you're not familiar with that, I was not either. I call it AVN. And it's basically the bone in his hip was dying. It's just something that happens to a certain, a very small percentage of people. And it's either a hip replacement at the, at the tender age of 32 he was at the time, or 
you do what he did and you go to one of the two places in the country that does this surgery where they took a piece of his bone from his lower leg. I don't know what those bones are called. Um, and made a graph out of it to create a new bone in his hip, which meant for the better part of a year, he was either with a cane, in a wheelchair, on crutches, or in bed, not moving anywhere, unless with a walker to go from the bed to the bathroom. Whew, I don't even like, like, it to talk about that time definitely bugs me a tad. Because if I'm 100, if there was ever, ever, ever a time in our relationship that I didn't know if Marshall and I were going to make it. And I don't mean like I would have left him because never, but I mean, make it as we were with the connection that we had or the love or the spark as you will. Like that was the scariest time for us because I knew I would take care of him to the ends of the earth and back. But when you're talking about sparks as a, as a basically brand new couple, cause we were together for what, seven, eight months at that time. And I'm also a mom of one at the time of, 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 a, of a three and a half year old. So just to give you perspective, when he came home from surgery, it was sponge baths. It was cleaning out the wounds. It was my first time ever being a caretaker, basically going up and down the stairs, like bringing food because I had a tri-level condo and the master bedroom was upstairs, like one, two, three flights. So there was none of that. So the only room that he could be in that he could freely get to the bathroom was like this downstairs. They called it a basement, but basically it was a bona fide office with a bathroom. So we had the bed down there and it was the place where he could stay comfortably to get up and go to the bathroom before he progressed to be able to go upstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was such a difficult time for both of us. Now I'm not trying to pretend like the surgery wasn't harder for him than it was for me. Way fucking harder. Obvi. But as a caretaker and a person in a new relationship, it was just a a whiz of like, oh, damn, like it just got real. So the sparks were there still. But it's like when you talk about having to keep sparks alive, I just had to keep hope that we were going to get through this no matter what our new normal was because we didn't know. We didn't know if the bone wouldn't take. We didn't know if it was going to take two years for him to walk again. We didn't know what that was going to look like for our wedding at the time. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We re- we, we replanned a wedding, too, in that two years. <laughs> um, so we were supposed to get married in November at that time. This was July. So we went through all that and got through it. He is a master at, like, self-will. So I, I tend to think that his recovery went a little quicker than most. I mean, he's also a strength coach. He knows his body. He knows his limits. He knows how to push without hurting himself. But also within that time, we moved from my condo to his house. Now, mind you, he was still on crutches while we were moving. So this man, God bless him, is moving, helping moving boxes with crutches or trying to, no matter how much I would tell that guy to sit down. He doesn't listen to me in that regard. But after that, we moved into his place, and then we had a pandemic. <laughs> it's so crazy to tell this story, like, because it just, like, what like what other tornado can come for us, right? So then, not far into the pandemic, I found out I'm pregnant. And 
We waited a little while, given what we had been through before, and we're like, all right, we're going to cancel this wedding, and we're going to push it to next year, but for the best reason possible, right? And God shined on us in a sense, because although we weren't getting married as soon as we had hoped, because I didn't want to get married pregnant, and I wanted to be able to, you know, celebrate it. Like, I'd waited my whole life for this man, and I am the last baby of the family until our, my sister and I's babies start having babies and getting married. So this is a big deal, and we wanted to celebrate it our right way. There's not a right way for anybody. I feel like I always need to say that, but for us, the big shebang was needed. So we are pregnant, replanning the wedding, and pregnancy for me sucked. Like, there was, like... I just, there was no sparky. There was no sparky warky for me. Like, I didn't want to be touched. I was hormonal as hell. Like, my pregnancy this second time around was, like, my first son, Lyric, was a cakewalk. I wasn't really sick. I didn't have anything but a little bit of heartburn at the end. I didn't balloon up. I didn't hurt. This was a different story, y'all. Oh, my God. I so thought it was a girl in the beginning because I was so violently sick and everything was just... I can't say everything was awful because it was just a blessing, but in terms of the way I felt, oy, it was bad. So Marshall got the brunt of it. <laughs> so I can't imagine the sparks were flippity flying at that point for either one of us. So, and also the midst of that, we built our dream house and I didn't want anything to do with it. I was like, nope, I will sign the check on the dotted line, but I'm pregnant. I'm putting my feet up. I just want to be fat and pretty and pregnant. I don't care. So that man had to deal with all of it, the the selling of his house as well, the helping pack and all of this stuff. So obviously, like, we were just engrossed in getting life going. So time for us really wasn't a thing. And um, plus, the pandemic was still happening. So then within that, we get into our house in November, and then it's Christmas time, and all of the, like, workings of trying to make a special holiday after we just moved into the house for Lyric because it was the last one we were going to have with just him. Again, our relationship kind of went to the rear. And, you know, it's, 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 it sort of makes me sad in a sense, but I try not to dwell on this because I always say, like, you know, Marshall and I didn't get that couple of years or that grace period or much of that time because we got engaged so fast and things started happening so fast for us that I always say, you know that time that we're supposed to remember when we're old and gray and getting on each other's nerves? We didn't get a whole lot of that. So now... Back to my whole point and the reason for this podcast, how do we keep these sparks alive? Because, you know, baby Malin has been such a blessing for our family, completed our family, but if y'all ever had a newborn or ever plan on having a newborn, woo, it's, it's, it's hard. And especially with two of them, it's such a learning curve. Like, I feel like going from one to two is like two to ten, at least for our family it was, because we still have to maintain our full-time careers that don't stop at nine to five. So it's like shifting things and getting into our new rhythm and sleep deprivation. I mean, we were nipping at each other. Mainly I was nipping at him, but, you know, getting Malin on a sleep schedule and normaling things out. It's all a tobacco. But our relationship is worth the effort. And from what I've been told from all the successful marriages I know and some marriages have gone through some challenges some marriages you know almost fell apart but came together these are my friends that have way more great relationship advice than I could ever give you but it's basically you like have to make big moments out of the little moments if you know what I mean so 
we have decided, we decided before we had the baby that every month, at least once a month, we were going to go on a date night or do a date night at home after the kiddos go to bed. Sometimes it's not feasible to get a nanny, even though our nanny rocks. But we have to make that time for each other. It sounds so trivial, but to us, because we're a fitness family and Marshall and I bond over fitness, it's like our foreplay, and we met over fitness. You know, he's a strength coach. I'm an ambassador for my gym. We love fitness. It's like you use it or you lose it. You put, you get out what you put in. It's the same as the gym and relationships or whatever. Are we? It's, our relationship is like our heart muscle, literally. And we have to take that time for each other. Because I always say, I don't want to be roommates with you. We are not even newlyweds yet. And it feels like we've been married five years because we've been through so much shit. More shit than most people go through in their first five years of marriage or first five years of relationship for or 10, I feel like, in that matter. So it's just, I want to make sure that we take that time. And when we go take that time, here's the caveat. Because it's too easy to go on a date night and then just talk about your kids. I want to talk about things that move each other before the kids. Well, kid, we had my kid. You get what I'm saying. Outside of just the kids. It's like, put the phone down. Let's talk about the stuff that like, I like, I always like to bring up when we first started dating because it was such a quick whirlwind, but it was the most special time of my life. And it just makes me smile. Like the day he proposed to me was the best day of my life. And yes, I know my children's birth was obviously right there in a tie, but if we're talking about our relationship, that was the best day of my life. So I always like to bring that up. But during that date night, I don't want to say kids are off limit, but we try to limit it. And we always try to go to a restaurant that is a new experience for us. Like, granted, we have our favorites. And we'll probably recycle back around to them once these date nights start get going more often. But we want to try and find new places. Because, again, it's a new thing to talk about. It's trying a new menu. It's feeding each other. You know, it's, it's getting those lovey juices flowing. Because we like to meal prep during the week. So when we go for our one once a month we like to blow it out eat whatever we want and we're turds like we'll get dessert at the restaurant sometimes but we just love to go get dq like we'll go get dq and then there's a cigar bar that's not far from our house so because we're not big drinkers so we'll go puff on a cigar and then we'll come home and watch netflix after i take a bath because that's just my relax that's my that's my thing um, that's what tells me it's time to go now to take a bath and y'all can use your imagination on the rest but it's just that one date night definitely helps us to reconnect and re- rejuvenate what we have because I want to protect and nurture what we have with every single thing that I am because you can't lie to yourself and say, oh, yeah, I'm getting married and it's forever just because I put a ring on it. I truly feel if we don't do the work, yeah, we're never going to get a divorce. I know that, but I'm not going to live miserable either. Like it, I can truly with my whole heart say we won't get a divorce. Would we live miserably if we don't nurture and water our little plant of a relationship? Hell yeah, probably. And I don't want that. I love that man a lot. So I would like to keep this relationship happy. You know, a couple other things that I've noticed that I've been trying to do, like as I get my body back to where I want it to be, like in the gym, I am so guilty of having my hair look crazy. I look like Medusa when I wake up. My curls, like (laughs) I'll have like a curly part at the the nape of my neck and then the straight part is like all over the place and a scrunchie and he loves it, which is weird. He must really love me because he likes it when I wake up looking like that. But I think most men are like that. They like their girl El Natural. But if I go buy an outfit, 
Marshall always says that I look great and everything, but if I see him perk his eyebrows up and go, ooh, that's what I want to wear. Sometimes I don't even like it, but I want to wear it for him. Because a lot of times we women, we dress for other women. I want to dress for a man. Because when I'm at home, I'm legit in the crustiest old like sweatpants or pajama pants and like my old Atlanta t-shirts because that's just how I'm comfy. I mean, and he doesn't care, but I, I want him to remember, you know, your wifey or soon to be is still kind of hot. She works out five days a week because, you know, I want you to, I want you to notice my butt. <laughs> and it's just, when I'm not a big lingerie person. I never have been. But around the house lately, even if it just means like keeping on my gym attire or something instead of just the sweatpants, because that's comfy, I'd rather that. You know, another thing that is sort of sacred to us, which is weird, is once the boys go to bed, once we've showered, once we've eaten, and we have that one magical golden hour from like eight to nine where we can zone out, watch Netflix, whatever it is, I got to put my TikTok away. And I have to have some sort of physical contact. Get your mind out the gutter. I just mean cuddling or like being close with him. Because like I said, when I was pregnant, I didn't want anybody near me. Unless you were rubbing my feet, stay on the other side of the couch. And I just feel like those little connections, depending on like what your love language is, because I'm I'm greedy in my love languages. I like, I mean, gifts, acts of service, communication, physical touch. Like I feel like I need a hybrid of all of it. I'm not like one base like Marshall is very much acts of service that's how he gives his love he's also pretty affectionate too which is cute that he says he wasn't before me and I believe him because I think it took him a while to get used to that whole PDA situation that I'm into but touch I feel like those moments where I have to like stop wind down for five seconds and give my man a hug and a kiss because there were days after we were getting back to work and getting in the rhythm of being a family of four five if you include the dog that we wouldn't even kiss when he would come home and be like two hours and be like, you didn't even kiss me. And those little things are so, so, so important to not lose because I feel like if not, you're going to end up roommates. People always ask, like I even revel, not revel. I want, like I'm in awe at marriages that are together for 27 years, 37 years, and then they divorce. And it's not like I'm judging because I'm, I'm not naive to think it couldn't happen to me, but I want to know what had happened was. So, like, is it, like, Bill Gates and his wife been together, like, 27 years and they're divorcing? I think they came out and said that they were, like, waiting until now until their kids were grown and all this, that, and the third. Like, you just see all these these relationships dissipate. Again, not saying that mine is immune to that because I'd be dumb to say that. But I'm not walking into the I do trying to have that attitude, am I? And I just feel like I always try to do and say or want to try and do and say I need to get better about being patient be that person that he fell in love with. Even though I've been sassy from jump and he knows that. <laughs> Every once and again, I like to remind us, remind myself that we were, well, my real name's Raquel. Let's just be real. We were Raquel and Marshall before we were mom and dad. And I always want to remember that because once they're out of the house and we're old and gray and wrinkly, <laughs> we're going to go back to the days when I was giving him a sponge bath when he had his surgery. It's on my horizon again. We'll just be a lot older. But I feel like the biggest things for our relationship are the smallest things. And sometimes the smallest things take effort. 
Because it's really easy to plan a big anniversary every year and have that be your big thing. But I don't know that those big, big, grandiose vacations make genuine connection from a day-to-day basis. Now, again, I ain't no expert. This is the one time in my life I've gotten a relationship right. And we're not married yet, you know? So I'm not trying to say that I know everything or I'm the end-all, be-all. But seeing as how I kind of got it right in creating a family with this one, I want to keep that family around for the rest of my life, you know? But you guys, I want to hear your suggestions for what you guys do to keep the sparks alive because y'all been married longer than me, I'm sure, been in relationships longer than me. Always, always open in the DMs, questions, comments, concerns, your stories. I love hearing them. I love connecting with you guys like that. So hit me up on social at Riley Couture. DM me, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Facebook and Instagram. Snapchat is at Radio Recon. Twitter is Riley Couture 5. And then TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Love you guys longest. And I will talk to you on Friday with the fave five. Thank you, dearests, for listening. It's really Riley.